This is a show about content marketing for established course creators. Unlike other shows about marketing, we focus on sustainable, measurable content creation. How to authentically automate your marketing to build up your know, like, and trust factor with a nurtured, engaged audience. And get back to actually living your life instead of working to live. Hey, hey, friends. Today, we are going to answer the age-old, and yes, in internet years, that means like uh, seven months. But it's an old question, right? Do you have to be on social media? We're going to cover, first of all, the history of advertising for small businesses. We're going to cover how and why you need to train your audience. And then finally, what your marketing goal is and how that informs your content plan. And finally, what your marketing goal is and how that informs your content plan. So first, let's dive into the history of small business advertising. This right here, it's going to be a little bit controversial. The reason for that is there's a real thing we need to cover. Attention is either earned or paid. All right, let's break it down. What does that mean? It means you're going to put a lot of time or money in. That's how marketing has always been and always will be. How that time and money gets dispersed is going to shuffle and flow in different ways in different years for you, but it's always going to be a combination of those two things. Now, in most online businesses, social media is going to take a big space in both the time and money investment. Will there be exceptions? Of course. Are you going to be one of them? Most likely no. When I first started my first business, like way back when, It was on the cusp of the online era. And I totally understand that I'm dating here by myself, by the way. Many small businesses didn't create websites at all at that time, and they wouldn't for several years. Facebook was only a thing for Boston area colleges. And now I'm really dating myself. But I had to publish my business announcement in an actual newspaper and pay for a print ad for five or six weeks running, something like that. Did you hear that? I had to pay for an ad. It got me zero business, by the way. It was simply a requirement for creating my DBA. I had to hustle. I paid for more attention and time than in money because I was 20 years old and frankly, I didn't have any money. (laughs) My backup job was working at Barnes & Noble to cover my car payment and food and, you know, all that stuff. More established small businesses at the time advertised in magazines, at movie theaters, on local cable channels, more things like that. Other options, of course, were creating business collaborations, joining a weekly local networking group. Again, those are all a combination of time and money, some more than the others, right? Why am I going over this history? The answer is because online businesses take social media for granted. It didn't always exist. And when it first came on the scene, it was an open, ripe playing field. So I'm going to say another thing that's a little bit controversial here, but I'm going to stand behind it. Social media is not a winner-take-all playing field. If you want to build an audience on social media, you too are going to have to pay in time or money. So if you don't want to be on social media, you have some decisions to make. One, will you hire a team member to be on social media for you? Or two, will you pay an ad agency to build an audience on social media for you? And I'm going to take it a step further. Will your hired team member provide thoughtful, deep content as if they were you? Are they going to engage with comments uh, on the posts, audience members, as if they are you? Or will you only hire to create content and then do the engagement yourself? Or will you hire to engage and create all the content yourself? Those are three options for that. On the agency, on the flip side, will your ad agency provide the content or just create the ads? 
If that's the case, are you going to engage with the comments on the ads or are you going to hire that out as well? Did I just mention hiring out a lot? <laughs> oh, yes, I did. And did I also leave out the option of you simply not being on social media? Yes. Yes, you might have noticed I did that as well. Why? That is the big question, right? The answer is elevated online businesses need to train their audiences. Established online business owners with cohort-based programs, whether those are proven courses or higher tier memberships, quality coaching programs, or service-based deliveries, all of those kinds of online businesses, they need clients who can think so they can get the results they promise. Yes, there's another big, fat, controversial statement, another hill I am willing to stand on and stake my flag and my claim and all the fun stuff, right? Because here's the deal. You are not fluffy. Your teachings have depth. You're a creator who aims to serve. So how can you expect your students to go through these meaningful training courses if you don't train them to think with depth? And this, of course, is going to bring us to short attention span marketing. We live in a soundbite world. I've done a whole podcast episode on short attention span marketing in the past. This is TikTok, Reels, YouTube Shorts. They have a lovely promise that they'll grab a new audience for you with your virality. And we will be talking about that more next week with Julia McCoy. I'm really excited to share that episode with you. But here's a fun fact. I have a handful of videos that have actually, yes, gone viral. I'm talking 20,000 views and not a single one of them has netted a client for me. Yeah, there's my big admission for you guys. I have some seriously hard-hitting videos. They still don't result in clients. In fact, they haven't even gained leads. If you look at the likes and comments on each of them, they're mostly not even business owners who could potentially desire my services. Yet, we still live in a soundbite world. Are we allowed to completely ignore it? Or how are you supposed to find the thinkers in an audience used to soundbites? The answer is that you train them. So let's talk about how. How do you train your audience to think with depth? I am not suggesting delving into a dissertation on logical fallacies. Although, to be fair, I would totally love that conversation and we can have that offline sometime. This isn't necessarily going to have to be an academic level training. It simply needs to grab their attention. Attention, interest, trust is a framework for a reason, friends. So it's just got to grab their attention and answer these questions. One, is this worth my attention? Is this content I am viewing and possibly about to scroll past worth my attention? You can yell fire in a crowded room, but of course, if there's not a fire, you're going to lose that interest really quickly and, you know, probably face some criminal penalties along the way. So question number two, if you've got their attention, what's next? Is this interesting to me? Here's the deal. There's a lot of things that are going to grab my attention, but I personally am going to have to answer, is it the right time and the right place for me to keep attention on the content. Reality talks here, you guys. Sometimes I'm viewing content while I'm at swim lessons with my four-year-old like I was earlier today. It doesn't actually matter what you're putting out there. It doesn't matter how good it is. And it doesn't matter how much depth it has. I'm probably only half paying attention. And for you to really, really get me going, it has to be increasingly interesting to me. Now, Interesting, not like, oh, that's kind of fun. Hmm. I'm saying interesting as in I haven't seen something that nailed me, Brittany, the person, this well in a long time. Hmm. More. I want more. 
that level of interesting. So then it's got to answer the third question. Can I trust this person for my unique situation? As an elevated business, this right here is going to be most critical. You can grab my attention and interest and even my general trust. But for a higher end purchase, you've also got to nail the timing for an offer that's so unique, it feels tailor-made for me, for the specific person viewing that content. This is a big reason why I love content that helps your audience think with depth. Giving them a quick win along the way helps build that situational trust, yes, even in content that's geared towards a more broad population. This is what small business social media is for. You need to always look at the purpose of your content and you need to answer the question, what's the freaking point? Your content has to have a goal first. Realistically, most people start posting content, creating content without actually stopping to answer this question. What is the point of your creating this content? What is the point of you spending all of this time and effort and probably some consternation on it? You need a goal. Do you have a solid, reasonable, attainable, and and sometimes, yes, even lofty goal for your content? Do you have a goal overall for your content? And do you have a goal for each individual piece of content? If your content is objectively doing a good job of answering those three attention, interest, trust questions for each member of your audience, you are well on your way to the goal. Otherwise, again, what is the freaking point? And that right there is going to bring us back to that ultimate question we started here with. Do you have to be on social media? Why are you putting all of this time into creating content if you aren't going to respond to engage it and take it that last mile to finish the marathon and build that situational trust that we talked about? With social media, it isn't enough just to create the content. You have to engage and push it along the way. Remember, attention shouldn't be easy. And also, creating content shouldn't be hard. If it is feeling hard, you've got some questions to ask yourself. One, are you trying to create the kind of content that doesn't align with your values? Example here, I'll spend the same amount of time creating a reel versus a carousel, but one of them feels way more authentic to me and the other feels like way more work to me. And if something is feeling like a lot of work, it's a good idea for you to reassess that particular tactic. So that's the first question. The second is, are you expecting every piece of content to stack up likes or are you expecting it to do the job of bridging that AIT gap? That's the real value content. I know a lot of people talk about free value. Really valuable content is relevant. And if you're answering those AIT, attention, interest, trust questions, you're being relevant to your best client. Next question three, do you know the problem and solution that you offer intimately? In my business, I know the problem my best clients have. They don't have time to freaking create all the time. They need to get off the content creation hamster wheel and they need to ensure long-term success. How do they do that? That's the solution, right? They do that by producing strategic content, by showing up with their whole self with a spark of service and then honing it in, measuring and multiplying their efforts along the way. That is what ensures... They don't have to stay on the content creation hamster wheel. It's what ensures they're not doing the spray and pray method of content creation. And then finally, four, do you know the type of person reading your content so you can use relevant stories? 
And this is one of those things that really brings content creation and the efficacy of your content home. I mentioned three or four different stories, personal stories. Some of them were a minor little line, bringing my son to swim lessons, right? Those little stories help you connect with your audience. They do boost that whole interest level as well, obviously, but they help your audience see the problem and solution in real world terms and not just theoretical terms that you're talking about in content. Pairing your trainings and teachings with stories is always going to push it that last little leg. So if creating content is feeling hard, ask yourself those four questions. Attention isn't going to be easy. It shouldn't be easy. You do have to earn it. And creating content shouldn't be hard when you're willing to be on social media for the right reasons and engage with the people who are following and seeing you there. As you can see, choosing not to be on social media is going to be the right choice for some, but certainly not for most online businesses. Bridging the trust gap is easiest with a robust, prolific, and really targeted content plan. Now, I gave you a lot of questions and a lot of points in this episode. If you need help with any of these questions, let's chat. Go ahead to brittanygardner.com forward slash call. I offer those calls because a lot of times when you are teaching and creating content that helps your audience think with depth, it brings up questions. So I offer these calls. If you have questions from any of the things that I talked about right here, that's where you can get answers, personal, unique to you answers. All right, friends, that's it for this week. Next week, I have a special treat for you. Julia McCoy is also a content creator. She helps long form content creators all over the place with an agency. And she has a year long study talking all about short form versus long format content. And I am so excited to share her results with you. See you then. All right, friends, you know the drill. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.